What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Facade. I'm your host, Gavin J. Gallagher, and on this podcast, I explore the mental and emotional game often playing out subconsciously in your mind and the mind of everyone else in the real estate or property investment market. The key to success in this game is to master your mindset, your behavior, to take control of your thoughts, your emotions, and most importantly, your ego. So here we are on episode 70, and last week I was speaking with former opera singer turned property developer, Joshua Benayim, who is based in New York City and has a development business called Aria Living or Aria Property Development Group, I think it is. And uh, yeah, interesting conversation last week. And uh, I found it kind of interesting how you can go from being a opera singer performing at the Metropolitan Opera in New York City and end up a, a pretty decent uh, developer building, you know, off or apartment buildings all over the US and uh, so it just shows you how a little bit of resourcefulness can kind of get you on a different path and um, this week I'm going to be covering uh, a question coming in from one of our listeners and the listener's name is Sean and Sean is a member of our Facebook community but the question is in the area of property investing and taxation and whether it's all worth it and um, the reason he wanted to kind of me to ask that question is because I'd actually put it out there that I was going to be doing a thing called the Elite Property Hour, which is a, basically a training, a free training that I gave last week. And it was a Zoom call and uh, it was actually very well received. About 42 people signed up in advance for it, joined the call and uh, just basically were you know, present while I was giving a sort of a group session on property investing and how to go about it and things like that but some of the questions that came in in advance to for me to cover during the training were one of them came from sean and it was that you know particularly in the irish context with buy to let investment and stuff the taxman takes about 50 percent of the rental income that you earn and he just wondered wondered out loud whether it is worth the hassle like whether What's the point of starting a property portfolio if you're going to have to give away half of your income to the taxman? And he just wondered, was it all worth it? So I'm going to be going into that today. But just on that whole point of um, the free training that I gave, the Elite Property Hour, as I am calling it, uh, if you're interested in learning more about that, you can actually watch the playback of that video if you are a member of the Behind the Facade community, which is my Facebook group. And uh, you can just click on that to join it and I'll let you in. But um, there will be more of these free trainings coming up. And so I would be delighted to have you uh, attend them if you're interested. And it doesn't cost a thing. All you have to do is register in advance. So if you're interested in learning more, stay tuned by joining the Facebook community. And once you're in behind the facade community, you can just wait for the announcement. But I am looking at doing it you know, possibly on a weekly basis. It's just one hour and it'll cover sort of, I suppose, 30 to 40 minutes of training session from me followed by a Q&A and you can just basically ask any question that you have. And it could be anything to do with something you're dealing with at the moment in a property investment or you're trying to get started in property investment, whatever it is, it's a, a good forum to table any questions that you have. So just keep an eye out for that. And by all means, please do join the Facebook group. So let's get into the 
to question of the day and that is with all the taxes that we pay as landlords is it actually worth it is it worth all the hassle to go out there and to become an investor or a landlord and predictably my answer is yes but i do appreciate the frustration and i can understand why people would question it and it's funny i've, I've heard over the years i've heard different know feedback and pieces of advice and people would actually prefer to do an investment that pays no tax than an investment that pays tax regardless of the outcome so if i told you that uh, you know you can make you know 600 euro or 600 whatever um uh, but you'll have to pay 50 percent tax um, or you can do this other investment and, and earn 250 in tax uh, no, earn 250 in total, but not have to pay any tax. A lot of people will choose the the 250 with no tax rather than the 600 with 50% tax, just because they dislike paying tax, and it's uh, it's kind of an unusual thing. Whereas the outcome would obviously be better if you just simply pay the tax and end up with more in your pocket. But we're going to get into that. That is a little bit around some of the mindset around taxes and stuff like that. But like the reality is, is yes, you, you know, it is worth it because, you know, you've got to get started somewhere. And of course you can go and you can look for ways to minimize the tax. But uh, unless you actually are prepared to go out there and do it in the first place, you're just never going to make, um, you're never going to get into this game. You know, if you're going to wait until taxes fall or if you're going to look for ways to exclusively do a deal that doesn't pay any taxes you could be a long time waiting around and um, it's just important to get started as early as possible with whatever resources that you can muster and so why do i say that well i'm going to go into some statistics and i did cover some of this last week on the free training so if you were if you were present for that and you're listening in and this seems, seems a bit repetitive I, my apologies but there is a, a lot of scary statistics out there at the moment around pension provisions, particularly in Ireland and the UK. And both of these countries have got what we call a state pension. And that is what people uh, have as their kind of last resort in the event that they reach retirement age, uh, which is about 66 years of age, and they have absolutely no savings or investments to their name. And they basically need help um, surviving for the rest of their old age and the reason they need help is because they are you know they're at that age where you either can't get a job or you're kind of getting old and frail and it's hard to actually maintain a job so you need to fall back and have the support of a state pension and it is not something that you want to be relying on i can assure you if you're looking at the UK as an example, the UK state pension from what I've found on the internet is £159.55 a week. And that is from the age of 66. Now that is actually, you will not be allowed to earn that until the age of 67 by 2026. They're actually increasing that in 2026. Now in Ireland, they actually pay what well, sounds like a higher rate, but I'm not sure with the exchange rate and the cost of living and stuff, whether it is, but it's 248 euro uh, and 30 cent per week. And that is, you're eligible at the age of 66 for that. Um, but then that is actually changing. So in 2001, so this year, that is going to be increasing to 67 as an age. 
and then that will actually further increase so you will not be eligible for a state pension until you reach the age of 68 uh, by the year 2028 and 248 euro or a week is not a lot of money anybody who's out there you know shopping for groceries or buying petrol for your car or anything like that will know that it will not go very far and and I don't know I can't speak myself but I'm sure anyone who's in the UK knows that 159 pounds is just not going to get you very very far now imagine for a moment that you have you know lived a long life you've worked all of these years and you're now in your 60s your mid 60s and you are facing into 160 pounds a week or 248 euro a week for the rest of your life i mean could you do that i mean that is just can you even cover your basic outgoings at that rate um, for most people i would say it's going to be a struggle at the very minimum and who wants to feel that sense of barely surviving in your sort of twilight years i mean that is just going to suck and um the reality is around 30% of the population in the UK have no pension provision whatsoever. And that is what they are facing for their final decades of their life. That equates to more than 15 million people living on £159 a week. Now, here in Ireland, they actually did a, um, as part of the census that they did in 2019, I think it was, they came out and they asked anyone who was working um, what were their pension provisions looking like and six out of ten said that they had no pension provision and that they were going to be relying on the state pension that is 60 percent were looking at relying on the state pension now remember the state pension is 248 euro a week so that is going to be a pretty miserable existence um, for the last how many years that you have left and don't forget because of medical advances and stuff we're all living that little bit longer and i think as we age over the next kind of these particular decades that we're in at the moment there's so much innovation around health and everything like that that i actually think that the the you know the normal healthy lifespan is going to extend from where it is today like in the 70s or whatever that it'll actually probably become your 80s and possibly even your 90s as a kind of a standard lifespan. So you're talking about surviving 30 years as a pensioner um, and you've got to make sure that you have the provisions to do that. Now, let's just assume that you're a little bit sort of smarter and better prepared and you have, you have, some, pension, you have some pension provisions. Uh, but that does not make for hugely reassuring reading. I've just been looking at the figures today and the average UK pension is just £50,000 saved away. Whereas in Ireland, the average um, pension, private pension that would be, is uh, on average €90,000 stashed away somewhere. And now I understand that these are average figures and so... There could be some people on much, much higher figures, but that's going to be balanced out by a lot of people on much, much lower figures. So if you're looking at, you know, less than 90,000 sitting in your sort of pension fund by the time you reach 65, you're not going to be in great shape. And the reason I say that is here's a here's a figure for you taking 30 years as the you know lifespan, the, the, the lifespan that I would predict that most of us are looking at 
if we're healthy now at this age, then by the time you reach 65, you are going to be probably in a position to live to another 30 years. So 95 would not be beyond the realms. Over the next 30 years, I would I can imagine medical science and innovation and all that is going to extend our lifespan by at least 15 more years. And so what do you need to survive 30 years? Well, let's just assume that you can get 4% on your annual, uh, 4% annual return on your savings. If you have got 500,000 sitting in your pension fund and it is you know, yielding you 4% a year, then you have got 30 years provided you do not draw more than 20,000 a year. Now, 20,000, it doesn't matter what it is, that, that equation works for euros, works for dollars, works for pounds, works for any currency because it's just basic math. 500,000 at 4% per annum over 30 years will allow you to draw 20,000 per annum until it's completely gone by the time you turn 95 or 96. Now that equates to 385 a week. That is sounds a lot better than the state pension, but still not a lot to write home about. Um, so really, in my opinion, you are, you've got to be looking at a net pension provision of at least a million to be in some way comfortable in your retirement years. Now, 1.5 million would be kind of where I would see as the absolute minimum. And the reason I say that is just 1.5 million will last you 30 years drawing 60,000 a year, which is 5,000 a month. Now, by that stage, you would hope that you have your mortgage paid off and you would hope that you, you know, you're your various expenses like your children are now in school and they're paying for themselves and they've got their own accommodation and all that kind of stuff. You would hope that all of that's under control. So 5,000 a month would be, uh, you know, possibly able to maintain the average salary that people are retiring on. And um, I would hope that you're doing an awful lot better than that, but let's just use that as a minimum. That's 1.5 million sitting in your pension. And remember those figures that the average today is 50,000 in the UK and just 90,000 in Ireland. So we are so, so far out of having a comfortable retirement. Uh, that is the reason why I really think it is so important that you get started on the journey of becoming an investor as soon as possible. And I'm not going to necessarily push you into, you know, property investment. It could be anything like if you go and decide that you're going to specialize in investing in stocks and, you know, bonds and, and things like that, well, then go for it. But just get started on something and preferably diversify so that you have a little bit of everything. So I would certainly recommend that you have a stock market portfolio and a property portfolio. And you also have a nice, big, healthy buffer of cash. And while you're at it, go and have a pension as well. Like if you have a company, if you're going out there and you're earning money either as a, as a worker or you know, as an, an entrepreneur, you can create a pension and you can actually have that pension working for you while you're also investing in these things in your own personal name. And obviously, if you're investing in your personal name, you're paying tax. If you're investing through your pension, you pay zero tax. So there are most definitely benefits of doing it through a pension but you don't get to touch it until later. So if you want to have any kind of um, lifestyle in between now and your retirement years, 
might be an idea to get into a little bit of it in your personal name as well. So you can see the importance with all of those figures that I quoted. I mean, just get started, get it, get it as early as possible. And, you know, I know a lot of people, what they kind of think is that, well, I'll, I do understand that it's important to get started, but just not right now, you know, maybe in a year's time when I've got a raise or maybe in a couple of years time when I buy my own place. And I understand that feeling and, and I've done that myself. And it is, if we're, if we're completely honest with one another, we're fooling one another. We're just, we're just falling for this thing you call a cognitive bias. And the cognitive bias in this case is restraint bias. And that is, we all have this tendency to overestimate our ability to control impulsive behavior. And you know that you know you should be saving your money and putting it into a pension, but temptation gets in the way and you suddenly make that impulse purchase, whether that's, you know, you change your car or whether you, you know, buy that light, you know, nice holiday or whatever it might be. And I don't fault anyone for doing it, but that is the problem is that temptation dangles right in front of your face. And even though you know that you should be putting this money away for your pension, you just spend it at the time. And because of that, most people are underperforming in terms of the amount of pension that they have put aside. And um, it's a big problem. And so if you're, unless you're actually kind of hyper-disciplined person and covering it away, you're gonna find that you're gonna be short of your pension. And so it's important to get started saving and investing. And so, you know, just my, my biggest suggestion is just to get started. Even if you don't think you can afford it, start putting something aside so that it becomes like a habit. And try to create like a weekly saving habit, monthly saving habit, get it out of your hands. Don't have it sitting in your main bank account that your credit card is attached to. As soon as you get paid, that money should be just whipped straight out of the account and go into some sort of a deposit account that you can't easily reach. And that will just get that discipline going where you suddenly can start putting money aside. Now, is it all worth it if you have to pay tax at the end of the day at around 50%? Well, yes, because that is basically the cost of entry to this game that we call property investing. If you wanna save, you wanna invest, then you just simply have to accept that tax is a fact of life. And you know, there's an old saying that there's, there's only two things guaranteed in life and they are death and taxes. And you know, the bottom line is taxes are, taxes on your income are a bummer, but they are at least, you know, it's, it's proof that you're actually earning something, that the fact that you have to pay some tax means that you're earning something in the first place. And the good news around some of the taxes on income and stuff is that at least you can deduct your expenses. Now, this wasn't always the case. Certainly here in the Irish market, you go back a couple of years after the recession or during the recession, they were so against property investment and speculation and stuff that they actually tried to um, prevent people. They had to make it really, really unattractive. So what they did was they wouldn't even allow you to deduct, to deduct your um, interest payments on your mortgages and stuff. So if you were earning so much per year, you'd pay 50% tax on that before you deducted your mortgage. And so you ended up you know, with almost having to put money in just to keep an investment going. 
and that was a completely unsustainable and so thankfully they've done away with that but there has got to be ways that you can minimize your tax and and that is one of the one of the ways is to, is to actually create like a pension fund and to invest in property through the pension fund but there's various other ways to do that and there are drawbacks to having it sort of locked into a pension first of all you do not know if and when the government could decide to change the rules around pensions and i know that i've been involved in a in an investment fund over the last 15 16 years and that investment fund when we invested in it was producing a, or you know everything that was all income and all gains were taxed 23% today they the very very same income and uh, capital gains are now taxed at 60% so it's it's and the money is locked in there so it's very very uh, unattractive now and if we had known then what we know now we probably would have never have done it but that is one of the facts of life is that you know legislation can change these things so it's not something that you can absolutely rely on for the rest of your life and so it's always good to have a bit of diversification out there so my preference would be to have a portfolio of property in my personal name portfolio of property through a pension maybe own some stuff through a company as well that has uh, if there's any element of risk that could take down your portfolio then you want to ring fence these things so that they are not cross secured and they won't take one another down in the event some sort of fall in value happens so you give you got to give careful consideration how you structure your investments uh, and the reason i say that is because you know you can you can create huge savings in tax just by being careful the way the property is owned whether that's in your personal name whether that's structuring it from the outset so that the development that you're doing ends up in your personal name there's various ways to do it so um I, this is one of the things that i actually cover in my mastermind i was asked this question just last week by one of the members and we were going into the different ways that you can structure your investments and that you can kind of map it out right from the word go so that the outcome is that you end up owning the property in your own name but you have avoided all the taxes that would have been taken had you gone about it in their traditional way um, anyway inflation is another reason why you need to be doing this because inflation is eroding the value of your capital or your cash right away every single day and at the moment you know we've been living in a low inflation environment at around two percent a year but that is starting to change and i can actually see us entering into a period where inflation creeps up on us and primarily because of the money that has been pumped into the economy because of covid and so we could be looking at a slightly higher inflation rate if not uh, you know a fairly mean inflation rate and if that was the case then every single penny you have saved up in the bank is just losing every single year and you could be look, looking at five percent of your money just disappearing in terms of um, erosion of, ca of of value over time and the other thing that is damaging your cash at the moment if you've got something sitting in the bank is negative interest rates and now depending on who you where you're listening to this wherever you are in the world that may not be an issue for you but here in ireland and the eu we currently have negative interest rates and so if i put my money in the bank i am not actually making any money i'm not even earning zero i am actually having to pay to save my money in the bank 
and so it makes zero sense to have a whole lot of cash sitting in the bank there other than as some sort of a rescue buffer and i do recommend that you always have some sort of a safety uh, buffer in the event that something happened in the event that you lost your job in the event that the recession sort of suddenly takes a turn you need to have six to 12 months of cash just sitting there so that you can survive and that puts your mind at rest and you can kind of sleep easy not worrying about what if what if and um, so that is just a it's a bit of a habit that i've picked up over the years and it's something that i strongly recommend everybody else does because it just makes you a better investor when you don't have to think about releasing cash urgently because of some sort of event that's taken place always be putting money aside in a kind of a separate fund so there's a lot of different ways to make money and most of them involve exchanging your time or your sweat for money um, but with property investing and with stock market investing all of that kind of stuff you eventually end up earning passively once you get to a certain size your the cash that's coming from the income on your investment actually goes into giving you this passive income and um, and that is something that is very very attractive as you grow your fund bigger and you know through compound interest or compounding in general you can end up that the that the income coming from your investment ends up being very substantial and it could end up that every year you are earning more in a year than the initial sum that you actually put into your saving in the first instance so this is something that i think we all want to be striving for you want to be striving for diversified portfolio of assets so that you're sitting there uh, you've got and i'm talking about really diversified like you you might even go and put a certain amount of your portfolio into cryptocurrencies you might put a a certain percentage of it into the stock market you might have a certain amount of it in funds private equity you'll have a certain amount of it in property related investments and you will have whatever business your your income is coming in from so you'll have your own pension if you have a business you can actually chip away some of your profits and throw them into a pension fund and it's a very efficient way to actually bring down the tax on your business if you don't need access to that cash well then you can just stash it into your pension that's completely free to do that so i do suggest you read up on this kind of stuff no matter where you are in the world this is something that is important to know so you should definitely go and find somebody in your local area that is talking about this kind of thing um whether it's you know these books that i see these books every year they come out and it's the, it's the tax guide or whatever it is and they just point out the various taxes that are out there and it's worth reading those because they can give you pointers and uh, you can hire somebody that can actually help you structure your property investments when you're making these investments so that's it guys i think i'm going to call it a day there it's um it's episode number 70 I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Behind the Facade. Thank you so much for listening. As always, my number one ask is for you to leave a review or indeed share the episode out with someone you think may benefit from it. 
In the show notes, you will find links to the various things discussed today. And if you have any questions or topics you would like me to cover in future episodes, please connect with me via the Facebook group Behind the Facade Community. Alternatively, you can reach out to me on social media using the handle Gavin J. Gallagher. And this includes my YouTube channel. Lastly, you can stay up to date with the various things I am working on by adding your name to my email list, which you will find over at gavinjgallagher.com forward slash go. All right, folks, that's all for now. See you again next week. <music>